My name is Tilly Chalor and I'm from the New South Wales Young Bloods team. Today I'm asking Lillian Saw a few questions about her experience in advertising. Lil is currently Chief Strategy Officer at Clemenger Biblio Sydney, but prior to her time here, Lil worked in London where she was Head of Strategy at Grey and Head of Strategy Innovation at AMB Biblio, working on some of the biggest brands and campaigns in the world. Lil is undoubtedly one of Australia's best strategic minds and she's also just such a kind, passionate leader and I think the Australian ad industry is so lucky to have her. I hope you enjoy our chat. So Lillian Saw, the big question, what is advertising? Ah, you've got to start with the tough one, Tilly. What is advertising? So advertising uh, is basically helping or getting consumers to do something that they wouldn't really. That, that's as simple as it is. And over time it's changed. So the way that we used to influence consumers in the past were through the big channels uh, of TV and radio and press. And now, even if you think about how you buy products or how you learn about what's right or wrong to do on the road, for example, we all do that in more ways than just watching TV or looking at billboards or reading the paper. There are many more ways of influencing people. So uh, Adlan's changed because consumers have changed. And why advertising for you? So I did not have a linear career. My career is a bit more of a patchwork quilt. I fell into advertising. When I finished university, I didn't know there was a job called strategy in Adland. Uh, I kind of thought advertising was about making films and I, I wasn't very creative at all. So um, I actually started at a bank called Westpac and I did business consulting there. So I'd answer big questions like, should our bankers sit all in one big head office at Martin Place or should they sit out in the field and what would be the cheaper or more effective way of doing things? Whilst I was there, I worked um, alongside a huge number of consultants from Bain to McKinsey. And one of our consultants was an advertising agency called Lavender, uh, which was really interesting because the way they solved business problems was through creativity. So when we were looking at problems such as, well, uh, should our bankers be in Martin Place or should they be on the road? They would look at, well, how would we communicate with our consumers? And that was my first touch point into Atlant. And what I discovered was it was the one place where you could combine um, strategy and what I love to do and a creative output. So sometimes if you work at somewhere like a McKinsey at a Bay, your output is a recommendation to the board, which to be honest, is like a big word document or a deck. Um, the output of the ad agency was brilliant communications that we could see would instantly work. And um, I'm not the most patient person, so that sense of instant results or, or being able to see what would come off a strategy really appealed to me. Yeah, so I guess an outtake of that is that you didn't start in advertising and you came through a different way and you actually worked at a bank to begin with. So there is opportunity for people working in other industries to come across if, if that's what they want to do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my um, my career is definitely not linear. So not only did I start at a bank, I went into consulting for a bit. Then I started at what they would now call um, a direct or a digital agency. So that was how do you communicate with consumers along the journey. So how do you get a person to do one action more? Um, and then I went overseas, I worked in a big brand agency, learned about brand strategy, but there are a million ways of getting into this industry. So never write yourself out. Brilliant, brilliant. And what do you love about advertising? 
Oh, I love that every day is different. I love that every day is a challenge. I love the creative output. So this industry is definitely one for you. If you like to see something at the end of all your thinking and doing and hard work that just makes you think or feel or do something different, you know, like that you, when you get it and when you can feel it in your heart and see that it's going to work in your head, you know that you've absolutely nailed it. And I, I just don't think there's a rush like it when you see it. And is there anything you really dislike about advertising? Oh, is there anything I like, dislike about advertising? Not particularly. I mean, I, I am one of those annoying people in my group who says I love my job. I love it through and through. I don't lie about that. Um, my husband sometimes says it's a bit of a hobby, not because he's being disparaging, but because genuinely I could read about it and write about it and do my work on the weekend. And I, I don't know, I just think it's fun. So, so genuinely, no, there's nothing that I don't like about it. That's the great answer. Um, and then I did a huge amount of work overseas for some international brands like Guinness, Guinness and uh, beer brands run through my veins. I love beer advertising. And I guess what we'd call in the industry uh, CPG or consumer packaged goods advertising, because for me, it's the ultimate challenge. When you, when you break it down, all those products are exactly the same, right? So a chip is a chip, a beer is a beer, a coffee is a coffee. And the only thing that sets it apart is a brand. Uh, and they're the best problems for a strategist to have. So um, I've worked on a lot of beer. Um, I worked on Volvo overseas as well, made it a non-dusty old brand, which was lots of fun um, and lots of supermarkets and stuff, but yeah. How have you found the advertising industry in Australia different to that overseas, particularly? Yeah. So, the you know, the most uh, obvious difference between Adland in Australia versus overseas is scale. And with scale comes opportunity. So I think I learned about five years uh, uh, worth of knowledge in a year, just because you had so many things going on and the budgets and the brands and the pressure uh, were so much bigger. However, the thing that Australia has going for it that no other country I think does is a sense of speed and agility and a willingness to test and learn and move. Um, so there are benefits in both camps. I loved the international scene for all the exposure that I got. The criticism is with all that exposure comes risk and that means people move quite slowly. Um, the benefit of coming back home to us is that everybody is more willing to take a risk. Um, things have to move faster because you don't have the budget to um, make a project stretch out for 20 years longer than it should and I don't know I just think we're a nation that has a bit of a chip on its shoulder so you know we like to put something out there that people haven't done before whereas sometimes in in the big countries like the states in the UK they get a bit safe
Yeah, and for juniors in the industry and those coming into the industry or wanting to get in the industry, working in Australia and then having a stint overseas is something that you'd recommend? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I again, I am biased because I love, oh, I have loved every day of my job and I genuinely do love my job still. Um, but the international experience that you gain is irreplicable um, because there is never going to be a brief in Australia that has the scale of, say, a Procter & Gamble globally. Um, we can't ever take away the, the fact that in the United States and in the UK, most of them hold the big global accounts. And a lot of decisions for brands are made what they call centrally, so in one country, and then disseminated globally. And that one country is usually one of those big two. So, you know, you just feel like you're steering the, the ship for every, I don't know, Cheetos campaign across the globe, which is a <laughs> when you get to look after Chester Cheeto for, I don't know, 52 countries. Brilliant. And into Clemenger, how did you feel on your first day as Chief Strategy Officer? How did I feel? I mean, excited, right? So um, I think a lot of people thought that I came back to Australia for my family, and I would never say this to my family, but I genuinely <laughs> came back for, for <laughs> here in Adland. Um, how did I feel? Excited, intimidated, scared. I mean, everybody, I say this really honestly, everybody has imposter syndrome. So nobody ever thinks they're nailing it. Nobody ever thinks they're good enough. I certainly didn't. I felt blessed that I was there uh, with a group of people who I adored around me. Um, but you know what? I think it's never going to be any different. At Youngbloods, um, we know self-doubt is common among a lot of juniors and it's essentially because we don't know what we don't know, right? So have you ever experienced self-doubt and how do you manage that if you do? Oh, uh, have I ever managed self-doubt? I think I'm, I manage self-doubt every day. And I think, uh, how do you manage self-doubt? You get used to the uncomfortable feeling of, to your point, Tilly, that unknown, right? Or that uncertainty that what you've got down on paper is right. And I think as you grow up and mature through the industry, what I look for certainly uh, is a good team of people around me and I know it's a it sounds like a cliche that it's not me it's the team but the reason I think everyone says that is when you've got a great team you feel safe enough to put a point of view out there and there is no judgment of whether it's right or wrong you know Adland is a world of subjectivity so the the truth of the game is you've got to it's almost like debate at high school you've got to put a point of view across be able to back it up but also not take it personally if the other side has a different point of view. And that's how magic is made. So the more comfortable you are with your team, the more you, that you understand that the game is subjective and the more that you understand your point of view is really important, but um, it's equally important to listen and learn, the easier it becomes. So we should be going after the debating, school debating clubs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how do you recharge on those really tough days? Oh, do you know what? I, I am an introvert at heart, so I don't know if people will ever pick that about me. Those who know me well do. Um, but when I get home, I actually go upstairs to my room and I sit in almost silence for about half an hour. And that's just because it takes a lot out of me, you know. So to present uh, for probably about, I don't know, three quarters or seven hours of my day and then uh, to write for the other bits and to have to back up an opinion and to use your brain is a lot. And I think uh, it's probably unspoken that sometimes people just need some quiet time to themselves. And that, that, that is how I get through my days. I recharge half an hour when I get home, 
quiet silence and then I get out and I say hi to my family and do it all again. Nice. And what are you reading, writing or listening to at the moment? Oh, what am I reading, writing or listening to? I'm reading, uh, uh, I mean, again, this will show you my love for the industry and I'm such a geek. I am reading a book called Lemon, which is by the IPA. So they are the um, the leading strategy body for advertising in the UK, uh, which looks at the data of if creativity has gone off a cliff in the, in the last couple of years. So that's on my read list. Um, I'm watching the news quite closely because, you know, we're in a different period and a period of inflection in culture where there are a couple of things coming our way as an industry and for our clients as well. There's a pandemic and there's obviously an economic crisis that's, that's linked with that. So that takes up most of my uh, watching time. And if advertising didn't exist, and yeah. money wasn't a thing, what, what would your dream job be? Uh, <laughs> if advertising didn't exist, um, what would my dream job be? Oh, I don't know, solving problems somewhere else. There's my favourite bit of, I don't know, the favourite thing that I do, my favourite bit about advertising is taking something complicated, making it as simple as it can be, and then finding a different way around it. And that could be, I don't know, I could work for the roads department of the government and do exactly the same thing in rewiring all of the motorways around Sydney. I don't really care what it would be. It would just have to be really complicated. Uh, I would want to take a fresh view of it and be able to reinvent a different way. And simplify it. For exactly. Could be the government. That's, that's my next home. <laughs> and is there any advice that you would give to young people wanting to get in the industry? Uh, what advice would I give to people wanting to join the industry? I would say um, meet lots of people. The advertising industry is pretty generous, right? I think we all remember how hard it was uh, to get started. We all remember how hard it was to navigate our way through. Again, I didn't even know there was a role called strategy until I was about two years into my first agency. So it's hard, right? Um, so my advice would be get out there. Uh, send messages to people, ask them for a coffee, um, ask for advice. We are an industry who's always looking for great talent and are willing to help. So give everyone a shout. Brilliant. And is there any, is there a piece of advice that someone's given you along the way that you've held with you close? Yeah. I mean, again, I, I don't know. I'm going to be really fallible here, but my C, my chief strategy officer at AMB uh, once pulled me aside after a meeting and said, Lil, can I give you some feedback? And you're like, oh, that's never going to be great. <laughs> and she said, you know what? You're better when you're yourself. And that was as simple as it was. You're better when you're yourself. And the context for it was I was in a big presentation uh, for Virgin Holidays. And if you imagine the typical Virgin employee, they're all extroverted, they're all having a massive laugh about stuff, they're big personalities. And that's just not who I am when I present. I'm pretty precise. I'm, I, I'm good at presenting, but I'm not naturally that loud. Anyway, because I knew that was the casting, I just tried to be somebody that I wasn't. I tried to be loud and really macho. And I think it just, I don't know, it probably looked really awkward. So <laughs> the best advice was just be yourself, love, and you'll be fine. And um, that's always stuck with me. Yeah, that is great advice. Um, and what, and what, I know you're, you might struggle to answer this because you're such a humble leader, but 
what qualities do you have and what qualities do you think it takes to get to your position? Uh, yeah, a hard one. Do you know what? I think um, I've always said that I've just worked harder than anyone else. And I always, I'm really giving about, I don't know, I guess the rest of what a team brings. So you say humble, I would say, I just don't think that you can do this job alone. It's tough. Uh, the hours can be tough. The feedback from clients can be nuanced. The problems we solve are tough and the work that we put out there is subjective. So if you are the type who wants to do everything yourself, you're probably not the type for Adland because uh, the way that you succeed is to understand the strengths of the people around you and to welcome them in and to try and get the best out of everyone. So uh, I would say that is the quickest way to, to get ahead in Adland, to be collaborative. Brilliant. And do you have a favourite moment from the industry? <laughs> do I have a favourite moment? Uh, I, your time in the industry? Yeah, I loved, um, I worked at an agency in London called AMD, BBDO, which is our sister agency of Cleminger. And I was there when I was about 27, right, for about four or five years. And uh, they were my favourite times because we would pitch hard. So it was a really big five years for the agency. We would work really, really late. But even if we finished at, I don't know, 2 a.m. in the morning, we would end up at a nightclub, be out till five, and then do it all again the next day. And there was just a massive sense of teammanship. And I am such good friends with them still. But I remember when I got about five years into it, and you know, we'd all grown up a bit. A couple of us got married and had kids. And I said to my MD, oh, I just feel like the agency's changed. And he's like, are you sure it's not that you've just gotten older? <laughs> so, <laughs> the years of just being able to work really late and go out even later and back it up the next day will always be my favourite. But you know what? That's just what Adland is. We work hard, we play hard, we back it up. And uh, it's what brings us all together. And as I said, that teammanship is so important and anything that can bring us closer, even if that's drinking, <laughs> it, the better for us. And what excites you most about the future of advertising? You know, the thing that excites me most about the future of advertising is that the canvas is getting so much bigger. So um, I think everybody looks backwards a little bit too much. Everybody looks at Mad Men era and goes, oh God, wasn't it good when we only had TV and life was simple? Isn't it great that we don't just have TV? Like, isn't it great that we can make an impact through so many other arms and uh, we can reach people in so many different ways? And again, maybe that's because I love finding uh, complex problems and making them simple. But the more you think about it in that way, the more you go, oh, yeah, there's just more to play with. It's like having a Lego set of 10 pieces and then suddenly getting 42. Great. And do you have a favourite campaign? Ooh, favourite campaign. Um... I love all of the work that um, my old agency, AMV, has done for Bodyform. So Bodyform is uh, a tampon and pad company. They also own Tenor, which is a urine leakage company in their terms. Um, so they're not sexy products. And when we got that account, uh, they basically did the same thing as everyone else, blue blood, 
on a pad and show that it was absorbent. Um, AMV really flipped that around and made it a brand of purpose. And they realized that the biggest thing that was a mistake was that there was so much shame around uh, getting your period. So they really lent into that. Uh, they launched with a campaign called Blood Normal, uh, which was all about how no blood should hold us back. And uh, if you look it up on the internet, it, it basically shows vignettes or scenes of a boxer bleeding and a woman who's gone for a run, who's got, I don't know, a tear on her ankle. And we are so good at seeing blood in every other context of life, except for the most natural thing that occurs to half the population. So I, I don't know, I just love when people reframe problems in that way and take the stigma away from such a big problem. So look it up, Bodyform UK, they have done an amazing job. That was Lillian Saw, Chief Strategy Officer at Clemenger Bibidio, Sydney. Thank you for listening to the episode. We hope you enjoyed it and please subscribe for more lessons in hindsight.